In the people's corner, hailing from Corrupticut, the unconstitutional state, the undisputed super heavyweight over 400 pound civil rights advocate, the Italian Clydesdale. Well, okay, I just got off the phone with the Connecticut Inspector General's Secretary, Madam Secretary, I call her, real nice lady. Oh, let me invite, let me invite some folk. Invite all. Okay, so let me get back to bank. Okay, so let me start over. I just got off the phone with Connecticut Inspector General's office. Madam Secretary, real nice lady. And this is the Inspector General Robert Devlin, who's the former federal prosecutor and former judge. Well, you can say he's still a judge. Although he's not presiding over the federal court now, he's working for the state of Corruptica. And I left messages for his investigator, Frank Capozzi. Now listen, get this one. They're supposed to be investigating police abuse of power that can cause harm to people. Four illegal arrests in four years as I fought corruption in this state, responding to attorney Deidre Daly from the DOJ's press release in the spring of 2015, to March or April, best of my recollection, may have been February, but anyway, in the, you know, going into the spring, Deidre Daly, former U.S. attorney on Task Force on Corruption and Corrupticut. So we actually have task force here on corruption, right? Hey, let me take a call, my friend Brady. What up, conspiracy brother? Can you hear me? You're not unmuting, so I'll just keep talking. Sorry about that. I have to reinstall the app, I guess, or update it. Um, I'm just afraid to do it because I really like the color scheme right now. And I'm like, fuck, dude, if I update it, is the color scheme going to change again? Let me uh, ask you something. Oh, go ahead. I, I, have, like, a... I have the black background and the blue mm -hmm. circles around the talking buttons. Yeah, just I get like you. That. Well, let me ask you, because I, I did... Uh, you know, erase the app and reinstall it. I'm ha I've had some problems with uh, whether it's memory in my phone or in the cloud for the app where the first thing we did on 9-11, me and Shaw, it was like six and a half hours. And no problem. Shaw was able to edit it through his devices and post it, uh, publish it. But since then, like I did a nice five and a half hour show, included Billy Bob and some other callers. No good. Did you find there's a change? Can you get your long shows? Are you trying to publish them, Brady? Are you having trouble? Um, Talk to me. I only post stuff that's like about an hour or two long, and I've never had any problems. Right. Yeah, well, it just so happens. like, Well, the 9-11 one went through. I think they have made some adjustments or something because, you know, I had a good three-hour show. And it, they, I just get on the phone and phone you know my phone on the app and see what happens so it didn't help when i um you know uh, how, what do you call it when you delete an app i didn't help when i deleted the app and reloading it so that wasn't a glitchy thing there but anyway moving on from that what did you want to talk yeah, about yeah. anything particular or? yeah i wanted to know if you've met really? the donald worshippers yet you know 
I'll tell you what, that was a bizarre call-in. You know me, <laughs> I, I, like I said, you and I had a good talk on the AJ thing. And you know, I'm looking at this, and, and I appreciate everybody's position. I'm not here to challenge anybody. Oh, I'm just looking at it. This it. Sorry, you go ahead. Send me a message. You sent me a message about it in the chat. I remember now. So yeah. I don't remember if we were in the room together or not, but you had mentioned how your experience, you tried to bring up the fact that Alex Jones uh, didn't bring up the same defense as Rachel Maddow, right? Something along those lines? Well, there were a couple. There's a, a lot of things. I did two, um, what do you call them, rooms, and I posted them okay. on AJ, what the heck's going on? You and I had a good like talk on one. Break it down for us chronologically. Start with your first experience. <laughs> well, okay. Well, first of all, my own personal experience as a pro se litigant, meaning self-represented party in the state uh, from 2014 to 2000. I'm Well, I'm still fighting. I just made a report to the inspector general's office this morning on the new police oversight bill, HB 6004, to try and get some justice and these four legal arrests, all of which I got dismissed. Um, so when I'm reporting crimes, if you're reporting a crime, Brady, um, as you can see, the, uh, the Donald worshipers. Oh, we are in the Donald worshipers. Okay, all right. So yeah, yeah I was just trying to give some context. Photo, yeah. <laughs> okay, so uh, my own yeah, personal I, I do, experience. I do, have a record. I do have a record of your story, though. Okay, so Brady, my own personal experience gives that's the context. I've seen so much corruption here, and there was a task force on corruption I was reporting to. So moving on from that. Okay, so when I when I look at things, it's from the front from the present back, because I'm not, as you know, we talked about AJ, we don't need to rehash all that. Someone can watch the first two episodes if they want. The first one, you and I are there that I published. So I'll, I'll hop jump that. Okay, the bottom line is right now you have, plaintiffs has two options, counsel. One in the appellates, it's called cap buster in Texas. In other words, a cap on um, defamation, a dollar cap on defamation, in Texas is $750,000, right? Yeah. And so, of course, we have a 45-point odd, I remember it's two or three million dollar defamation uh, finding by the jury. Well, they can't collect on that on a state superior court level due to the due to the statute that's created in the House and Senate, right? So what would have to happen here, they'd have to file, plaintiff's counsel would have to file an appellate case and motion for the cap buster, which which is only in the appellates can they do that. And the judge, I think it's the judge. I don't know if it goes to jury at that point. I think, and I'm not, don't quote me, but I think the judge decides whether or not to allow the cap buster to be granted. And then I would imagine it goes like this, Brady. The judge makes a decision, yay or nay, because he's a referee. And then it goes to the jury for who are fact finders to determine can we is the forty five odd mill what what the jury wants to uphold under cap buster or is there another amount could be higher for all we know it could be one hundred and fifty mil could be ten mil only God knows that's in the jury's hands if that's how it, it seems to me it would work so like let's say you're a judge you're Brady the judge Brady, and you go yes i, I will sustain the argument by plaintiff's counsel for the cap buster. Motion denied regarding um, uh, uh, opposing counsel uh, asking for that motion to be dismissed. Now, that's the judge's decision, right? But he, as far as the amount, 
that usually goes to jury decision, just like in the original defamation. So it may be relitigated on that level. So that was the first point I was trying to make to the group. And the other one has to do with what's called the Connecticut Unfair Trade Practices Act, which is the acronym is CUTPA. And under the Connecticut, see the issue in Connecticut is the statute for defamation is limited to legal fees and court costs. Very, very limited statute for defamation. We're not talking about compent, I always have trouble with this word, Brady, compensatory. I don't know why I can't pronounce that. Compensatory. Compensatory. I throw a T in there and screw it up. Yeah. So what we're talking about, you have comp compensatory, which is about dollar amounts. In other words, let's say you got in a car accident just to help people understand, and you had legal, not only did you have hospital fees that maybe your insurance wasn't covering, you, you lost time on work, you had legal fees to sue the insurance company, you could argue many different things. That's comp, comp, yeah, compensatory, okay? But defamation is a tort. It's a tort to punish uh, it's a punitive tort, and, and that's subjective and usually decided the amount by a jury. Do you see what I'm saying? That's defamation. So in Connecticut, because the defamation statute is limited, imagine it's limited to just legal fees and court uh, fees. That's all it's limited to. Plaintiff's counsel is going to look like, from the article I read, attempt a motion for Connecticut Unfair Trade Practices Act to be uh, uh, submitted and invoked. Uh, that'll be an argument, a legal argument pro-con. Now, so under the Connecticut Unfair Trade Practices Act, there needs to be an establishment of, because it's a trade practices act, there has to be a written, oral, or uh, implied contract, right? So, like, if you were arguing with your friend over some issue that had nothing to do with a contract, there was, say you had a business, you guys are producing mushroom cookies, right? You and your buddy. And uh, you got into a legal dispute. And you started calling him and you started, you, the, the way the law is, uh, oh, wait a minute, that's a, hold on, I jumped to the state versus Nowacki and affirmative defense, which I want to get to. Okay, a, a case law. But um, so so under the Connecticut Unfair Trade Practices Act, um, if there was a business that was doing something that would violate Federal Trade Commission, federal, which is very the same as CUTPA, which is state, which are trade practices, there first has to be in a contract established, right? And so now, if the if plaintiffs' counsel can argue a contract is established, which again you and I both cited the Tucker Carlson case where, you know, the, he got a harassment, uh, I'm sorry, a defamation suit dropped against him by saying he was entertainment, he's not the news, and that he's acting, and that held up, right? Well, there's that, there's that affirmative defense, but there's also the fact that, and I may be mixing things up, people here, but it's just the way my mind works. There's also an affirmative defense that there's no there's no contract established or is there under CUTPA. Do you follow me? If he's not news, if he's not news broadcast, he's he's got a totally different level of uh, where he has to be um, uh, held accountable due to authenticity. Although you look at the fake news on both channels, this this is all very interesting if you consider all the issues. Um, so. So is there a contract established between Alex Jones and the plaintiffs 
uh, be it through, uh, through, I think it's free speech media. Is that his business? I'm trying to remember. Um, or not. And are you with me? Are you still there and following this? Still here, but I'm talking to a girl online at the same time. I'm just Okay, so let me let me continue, and you can listen to it later to reconsider what I'm saying. Okay, so now, okay, let's say the judge says, pursuant the motion by plaintiff's counsel, we're going to, uh, there's jurisdiction for CUTPA. In court, whether it's, uh, 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 it's, there's jurisdiction or not in federal or state, um, depending on what you're bringing as a legal matter. For example, if you're having a divorce issue with your wife, you can't bring that to federal court. There's no jurisdiction there for that, uh, only in state court. And then there's other things that exclude jurisdiction, like statute of limitations issues for time. There's all kinds of things. So, so now we're looking at, is there jurisdiction for CUTPA to be considered? And let's say the judge says, yes, I sustain plaintiff's counsel's motion for CUTPA. There is jurisdiction, and therefore it becomes uh, an issue for the court to decide. Okay. Well, an affirmative defense for for Alex Jones's attorneys would be a case law here in Connecticut called the State versus Nowacki. Believe it or not, it's a guy's last name, N-O-W-A-C-K-I. The appellate case is AC34577. And if there's a contract between parties, the judges decided the communication can become contentious, but there is no crime involved. You can't charge someone with harassment. Like I said, if you're producing mushroom cookies or some the little candies or something, and you're in business partnership with somebody and you guys get into it for whatever reasons, and there's communication, emails, voicemails, conversations that become contentious. As long as they're over the what's at hand in the contract, the judges decided there's no crime. It falls under free speech. This is what's relevant. Under that case law, that communication falls under free speech. So there's no crime committed. The police have no jurisdiction whatsoever to arrest somebody or threaten someone with arrest. Now, if you were having uh, communication with somebody who you didn't have a contract of any kind with, be it written, oral, or implied, and you start harassing them and berating them, that's another matter. There's there, And again, if you're on the phone with your business partner, you can have contentious disagreements. But if you threaten them, that's a felony. You can't. You can threaten to sue them. That's that's not a personal injury threat. You see what I'm saying? So there's all these different legal definitions and all this jazz. So I'm no expert, but just on my experience, I to get back to the group. I just tried to discuss the first two, Cutpa and the, and the Capbuster. And, you know, I was being pretty concise with those two. I didn't get into the last part that I just described to you. And they basically jumped in on me. One of the guys started imitating Alex Jones. Like, you know, Alex Jones is a great Christian. And, you know, just imitating him. And then, like, you know, when Alex Jones goes off. And then somebody else was like, well, this uh, uh, Norm Pattis, uh, their attorney is a great attorney. And, and I think they perhaps perceived short-sightedly that I was making the argument for Cutpa and the cap buster in plaintiff's defense. In other words, uh, uh, sticking up for the plaintiffs 
and their counsel. That's not, you know me, that's not what I do. I try and stay neutral. I try and look at all sides and then say, what is going on here? I don't have the answers. I'm asking the questions. So I thought this information would be valuable to them. And then there were other layers I wanted to get to, like I just did with you and that like we've done in the past. It never happened because they basically, the moderator cut in and said, overwhelming amount of information, complicated, too much, you know, um, thank you very much, and then cut me off. And I don't think it was that it was, they were intelligent people. So I don't believe that describing Cutba or the Catbuster is too complicated. I think perhaps it's my opinion. I mean, you have to understand like these people literally can't think that fast. Like I have a hard time keeping up with you and I'm fast as fuck. You know what I mean? And uh, yeah. so literally yeah. you have to break it down. Like you're talking, you're talking way too much. You got to find a way to get, make your ideas more concise, you know? Okay. If you can't get the idea out in like one minute, eh, you begin to wonder how much you actually understand the, well, the, the topic the, or how valuable legal, information is. Well, I know? disagree on one level. You can't describe, I had a guy I was talking to, AJ, no, AJ, not AJ, Alex, at the end of the 9-11 show. And he's yeah. like, he's, he's like, you obviously know what you're talking about. And he complimented my level of IQ, whatever. But the point is, he said, this takes time to explain to people. You can't, you can't get it out in, you know, a minute. It, it, it's complicated and it's layered and it involves legal matters. Yeah, you're making multiple points, um, kind of one after the other. And it's just kind of like, yeah, okay, these things are all true. And but what's the point? You know, well, like you're point, giving us a lot point. of facts, but then there's there's not enough of like a contextual um, point to all the information. You know, well, if you're a lawyer, sense. see, that's about reference. Like you, when you talk to me about mushrooms yeah, and, court, and tripping, we're not in the courtroom right now, like doing the lawyer. You can just give us the nutshell version. What you could basically okay, say. Okay, so let's try this like, under the Connecticut Unfair Trade Practices yeah. Act. This is a litigation I'm discussing, right? And this is motion that, yeah. that according law. to the press release, it's under the law. Yeah, right. It's, it's, a, it's a motion. It's a motion sure. under. Go ahead. But if someone asks you, you know, like which law is it, then you can give them the breakdown. But like just for the sake of time and like consistent, you know, keeping it quick and so that people can stay focused, um, just stay under the law. You know what I mean? Well. Again, I have to explain what the statute is. If I just say CUTPA to you, under CUTPA, that's the acronym. It's like saying under the Federal Trade Commission, FTC. They're very similar, state and federal. One's federal jurisdictions, one's state jurisdiction. But they're basically the same. So if I just said to you, well, Brady, under CUTPA, uh, the plaintiff counsel is going to try and motion and argue under CUTPA to work around the defamation limitations in Connecticut, right? Okay, now that sounds like word salad too. I mean, because you have no idea what I'm talking about at that point. You see what I mean? So in other words, I'm using terms that I need to define to put things into context so people can get a handle on it. If I just cap buster, well, you know, that $750,000 uh, statue in the Superior Court can be brought to the Superior Appellate Courts and the cap buster can be motioned by plaintiff's counsel, and the judge can decide yay or nay, and then I think it goes to jury. But I did say that's how I started. 
And then I just I mean, you're, you're just giving us legal processes, though. You're not. You haven't made a single point yet. Sure, I have. I'm describing the 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 litigation and what's going on so, in real time. You're describing something, but you haven't made a point about what's going on. That's what I'm saying. Like, here's the thing, man. Like, there's no there's no point, the point that I was trying to make was like, hey, Rachel Maddow um, pleaded or she uh, argued in court that she's an entertainer. Right. She's not in the news. And why can't Alex Jones make the same point? And did he make the same point? You see, it, it took me less than a minute to make that point. It's one That's point. That's one of my affirmative defenses. You know, I've argued that, and I brought it up. I'm the one who said, I'm the one who told you in our, in our talk initially, that's what Tucker did, and that's what Rachel did. And then you said, well, gee, that didn't work well for AJ, remember? And I said, you're right about that. So we've discussed this, you know, and clearly I, that's one of the points I've made along with many others. So they're as relevant as all the rest. When you bring in a firm, say you get arrested and you're prosecutor, someone sues you for defamation. You want a lawyer who's going to make all kinds of legal arguments on your behalf. It's called an affirmative defense. You don't want a lawyer who's going to sit there and allow you to be railroaded. That's how I get all my criminal cases dropped. I study the law and I make my affirmative defenses, and that's worked. So, you know, I mean— I don't know how else to break it down, and I understand. Like, if I was, there's a guy, Doctor Sahal, for example, who does MedCram, and he but examines. My, my point is that you don't need to break it down. You really don't need to break anything down unless someone asks you to break it down. Well, like, you know what, brother? I'm you do your thing, I'll do mine, and I appreciate sure. your feedback. But you know, you. I, I, there, I, I agree with Alice's assessment that he appreciated the details and the layers here because anyone see it's easy for people to get them into emotion right for example alex jones is a motherfucker or whatever used phrase you want to use these people got abused because people called and harassed and threatened and there was a definitely a, a death of parents etc cetera, etc cetera. and right away then they're in the reptile brain and they can't think or the opposite. This is a free speech issue. Uh, didn't Tucker Carlson, uh, Rachel Maddow, and you know this is illegal. This whole default judgment process. He wasn't allowed to make a defense before it went to the jury. The based on the Seventh Amendment, if it's over twenty dollars, he has a right to a jury trial on whether or not he. See, there's no guilt or innocence in civil. Whether or not he wins or loses the judgment, and so then it goes to jury on amount. He didn't get that opportunity. The reason for that, and I can spend. I spent two videos on it. The point being is that if people want to get into uh, reptile brain thinking or reactions, I don't have any control over that. But I know my. I know what I'm talking about. Just like you know mushrooms, I don't know jack about mushrooms. So I'm going to listen to you and then ask a lot of questions about mushrooms and how you think they can help the environment and break down petrochemicals and, you know, help with medicinal things for even COVID and yada, yada, yada. You see what I'm saying? And so I'm not going to cut you off and go, oh, the guy's a mushroom head, pothead. He's got no credibility. I don't want to talk to him. I'm not that kind of person. You know that. I'm interested. And I want to know. I was trying to make though. Well, I... I again, it depends on who I'm talking to. I, I actually uh, direct message this guy, Ali, who's like the leader of the group. And he actually I, I, I explained things to him. And then I referred him to the two videos I've done. And he, he texts back a thumbs up. So obviously, he's got like more of a mm, I don't know if he what legal background he has, but he was able to follow.
And I understand, you see, because people don't understand the legal terms, then I have to define them. Donald Trump's campaign strategist. One of Donald Trump's so, campaign strategists. And he's well, also again, the guy that organized the Stop the Steal movement. Well, again, I don't know that. And that's not. Okay. See what's happening here right now is I believe there's. A, a, for a lot of people, they're on one side or the other. I'm not. And they want me to give them. Like what happened was they actually said, okay, look, we're going to make this private right now. What do you think really happened <laughs> at Sandy Hook? So they, what they did was they made the room for me private temporarily. And they nice. want to know what? I said, nice. Yeah. And so they want to know, what do you really think happened at Sandy Hook? I said, well, if you give me time to explain, I need to deconstruct and get to some legal arguments and then postulate those. Oh, I am not a jury. Right, like uh, I have to be honest with you, my man. Sometimes I think you like to flex your legal knowledge. That's not why I do it. It's cool, but you got to stay on topic. And dude, that's not why I do it. That's your criticism. I do it because I'm trying to make the case that a a defense attorney would make, and then what the plaintiffs are making. It's not about flexing legal knowledge. What are you trying to flex your mushroom knowledge? No, you're just trying to talk about what you know about. Why does that intimidate no, people? No, that's fair. Right. I'm just you know. I'm just you know it comes across that way. I get the same criticism too. You know. So well, that's not where. I mean, I have to. First of all, who's been arrested four times fighting corruption? And I'm not. These people interpret this all wrong. I'm trying to say there's no other person in the state of Connecticut. And I know this from talking to the former chief deputy public defender who said he would testify on my behalf in the last I've case. I've been three times fighting corruption, but you've got more time than me. I've gotten everyone dropped. I never took a plea bargain. Did that happen for you? I went to jail as fuck. <laughs> right. So I was illegally incarcerated pre-trial in a, as I told you, but then they dropped the case. I've gotten everyone dropped. Now, and according to the former chief, de- and I think that has value, because according to the former chief deputy public defender, no one's done it year over year twice. No Drop. doubt, man, but there's just like one specific, a couple of specific things I was hoping to get out of you. And Go ahead. I feel like we're not really able to get to that, that, that point. What is know? it? Ask me directly. I don't know what you're looking for. Yeah, so you mentioned there is a 750K cap on defamation lawsuits in Texas, and yeah. that there may be some way of getting around that cap. Now, what are the yes. ways of getting around that cap? Is the cap buster. It's a, it's a, in other words, I said, you'd have to, the, the plaintiff's counsel would have to file an appellate case. It only can be heard in the appellate courts. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Are you eating? I couldn't hear what you said. I don't even know what the appellate court is. It's all court to me, man. There's federal court. Oh, okay. Well, regular civil court. What happens is you have, in the state, you have superior court, you have the appellates. You can appeal a case to the appellate court. Say, whether whether it's a civil case or a criminal case. Or, you know, you can appeal it. I'm sorry, you, you sound like a robot all broken up. Can, can you move or something? Yeah, so they need to appeal to the appellate courts to charge Alex Jones more money. Yeah, and the way they would do that is by what you, you have to motion an yeah, argument, a legal so, argument. Yeah. There's a lot of mechanisms that go in with the legal aspect of it, but basically we can crack that down into a nutshell. 
is that normally um, they can only charge Alex Jones 750K for defamation suit in Texas. What they're trying to do now is they're trying to appeal to an appellate court to have the ability to charge him more money, right? And, well, they haven't done that yet. That's the next step if they want to try and get more of that uh, 45 mil uh, 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 you know, decision by the jury. They'd have to do that. Yeah, they have to take it to the appellates. They have to invoke the cap buster. Does it look like they're doing that? Is there, is there like evidence to suggest that they're moving in the direction? I, I haven't seen that, that lawsuit filed yet or any information about that. They'd have to file an appellate case and then make their case. And I would assume that they would want to do that at some point. Maybe, it, that, you know, they, I don't know what the statute is. They may be a year or two-year statute to make that appellate case. Everything always falls on the statutes, and I don't have that information. But they don't have to bring it tomorrow. You totally answered my question, and we knocked it out in, like, two minutes. See what I'm saying? All right. So then there's also the cutback issue. I, I'm not the. I didn't get more than two or three minutes with this audience. I understand, but that's what I'm saying. That you need to learn how to make your arguments concise enough so that you can get it through while they have you there. Because they'll kick you off the stage, dude. I'm trying to help well, you. You know. Here's what I said. I said, I I, I miss. I think you're misinterpreting what happened. I think they interpreted my arguments as being pro plaintiff. Because the two arguments I brought were, here's how they can bust the cap via the appellates. It's called cap buster. The other one is yeah. in Connecticut. There's they have to work around the damages limitations on dollar amount with with what's called Connecticut Unfair Trade Practices Act. They that's they can't do it any other way due to the way that it's written here in Connecticut. And so. But I think what happened was they put me on, they muted it in a sense, they made it private and they wanted to know one thing. What's my opinion at what happened at Sandy Hook? And I was yeah. like, I, and when I wouldn't give them, oh, maybe what they wanted, then they yeah. made it a public room again and they used, an, they used a reason that it was too complicated and uh, too much information at one time, but thank you so much, and, and that was done. Had I given them what they wanted in the private room or what they were looking for, I think we would have uh, had a different they discussion. They would have given you all the time in the world. Yeah, they would have given you all the time in the world to speak. Yeah. That's what I'm getting at. So I understand. It is biased that you're working against, but what you're not hearing from me is that, yes, they're biased. We understand, but because they're biased – when you enter these rooms, you need to make sure that you have your points ready to deliver in a concise enough way that you can get your argument across in a solid way in like 30 seconds or less. You know what I mean? Well, you know what? I'll be honest with you. I've been in Rudy's room for an extended period. I've been in at, with Alex. I've talked to a lot of guys in calling. And the only – I never have any trouble. They always give me a lot of time, whether I'm talking about COVID and PubMed or whether I'm talking about legal issues or whether I'm talking about the Catholic Church, I could be on for an hour, hour and a half with those people. It's happened. So that's not the issue. The issue I, I clearly contend is that that for this party, I've never well, had anybody. You guys might have a lot of time in their day, but I'm going to argue that that is an issue for guys like me. They're busy doing well, things, or you know, wanting to get things done and concise answers. I'm gonna make some. That's an interesting argument because you could talk, you could ramble all you want about your ethereal beliefs about the cosmos and everything else, and that's what mm -hmm. you do. That's your thing, and about mushrooms and tripping. 
I don't believe yeah, in I any of that. I feel like it's pertinent. Um, I don't. Let me yeah. tell you something, brother. I don't believe in any of your tripping arguments and how great this gives you insight. I think you're deluded. But I've listened to you, and I've never okay. confronted you. I'm just like, well, that's his opinion. I'm not into mushrooms that way. I'll use them medicinally for sure, and I think they can help the environment. I think Peter Stamets makes some really good arguments, along with the Yale Mike Mike. What do you call it again? Mike nah, 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 the Yale professor, 2011. That uh, the, there's a term for the scientist that deals with mushrooms said that, that they can break down plastics and oil. You know, that's what's interesting yes, to me about we're mushrooms. We're talking about things that we both know and agree on right now, and I appreciate that. You know, I I think that you have very valid points, but your communication style, man, is mostly a monologue. It's not much of a dialogue. That's my only criticism, my dude. Well, that's that's maybe because you know you have to be objective most people don't understand the law you don't even know what the appellate courts are so in order for me to get it's through to you dude, it's not important for the conversation that's what that's my point of course it is if okay, you're well, if you're gonna, if you're gonna okay, argue with me i'm gonna make some i'm gonna make some room for loki to come up and talk all right that'd be great all right take care okay i got it hold on loki i got it my my screen went black because you know the timeout on the screen so I got to enter in my security code and get back to the, here we are. Okay. I'm going to, hello, Loki. I'm going to have you speak. And actually, I'm glad I'm hearing from you this morning. So I don't know if this app kicks me out a lot of times when I come in to speak and then I got to get back okay. in. I got hey, kicked bro. out when I unmuted. Hey, what's up? I'm glad, I'm glad that you're, you're, you're calling in, man, because you you know you're you're my man when it comes to the deep history of the deep state. <laughs> what else is yeah. any other way? <laughs> well, I don't know. It's it's just a it's just an old story, and we we all got amnesia. That's all, you know. Amen. <laughs> Isn't that so? Yeah. I I think uh, from your title, like uh, uh, crim elite criminal stooges, I. I think anybody in the cult of personality can become an elite criminal stooge in one way or the other, even even like what do you call it, the squad and burning all these people they're supposed to be populists, they got turned into stooges as well, you know, and whatever mechanism that happened through, you know, it it happens when you when you're in their systems where they control the rules. So it's just <laughs> it sucks. Yeah. But yeah, you Hey, Loki, let me ask you something. Um, you've listened to me lots of times on, uh, when I've called in to call in, and we've had some talks. Do I have a problem with with stating a position or making it clear? Or I don't know. I just got a criticism. I'm like, I'm the problem because I'm not concise enough or something. Do you find that yeah, to be I, true? I heard, I heard Bra Brady's... Um points although I, I think a lot of those points are a little bit of projection because he i don't know he, he he interrupts a lot and his communication style is a little a little off not that he doesn't have knowledge and stuff there's a lot of people here that do have knowledge but they're like they don't know how to let other people share their knowledge but you know some people think like being concise as an argument is just like I don't like some people have a conversation style, which is a debate style, you know, and a debate and a conversation that builds consensus are not the same thing. So, so debate bros trying to come into rooms where people are like, Hey, let's discuss something. Let's, 
let's talk about possibilities you know it's not that's not a debate bro type of situation you know that's not the environment there and i think brady's mind seems to have this debate bro type of thinking you know because be he honest with to... you i tried to address it with him brady comes in with an agenda I've seen this. If he doesn't get people clicking into his agenda where he wants to go with it, then, you know, as far as he's concerned, uh, the arguments are invalid or whatever. The I'm some I the guy didn't even know what the appellate courts were. How the hell can I explain to him what cap best are that it has to go to the appellates? I'm happy to then explain what the appellate courts are. But clearly, if I'm talking about legal arguments, and that's the way I do, I try and do things dispassionately from the present back to try and understand what's happening. And it's a touchy subject, the AJ matter. But these are civil litigations that are ongoing. And I've got some experience, and so I'm looking at it. I don't know how much of the conversation you heard. And I have to define the legal terms for people and the statutes so they can put things into context, in my opinion. And then he, then the suggestion is I'm trying to show I can flex my legal muscle. No, I'm just trying to explain things the best of my ability so people understand what it is we're talking about. It's like when you want to explain to me the Sumerians and how that, how, like you said, it's the replay, it's the movie, people forget. I want to hear about the Sumerians. I'm like, yeah, I don't know about that, man. I've heard something about, you know, the Tower of Babylon and the Freemasons and Nimrod, but help me understand even further back. You see what I'm saying? I understand what you're saying, and even I, I, I got this knowledge from listening to Billy Carson, the the detailed knowledge. And there's a there's a few others that talk about you know Sumerians and stuff, but he's he's one of the ones that actually taught himself how to read cuneiform. So he like wow. he taught himself Sumerian, like he knows how to basically read and write. You know, he knows how to read, write, and speak Sumerian. So. Amazing. So that's why I trusted him because it's like if someone if there was like a someone preaching the Bible and they taught themselves Aramaic and ancient Greek, I would I would I would listen to their sermons, you know, if I trusted them morally as a person, if I thought they were an asshole, then no matter how smart they are, they could, if you're like if you're effed up emotionally or you like you really want to hurt people or, you know, you have a mental illness this way, then, you know, it doesn't matter how smart you are. But but every, yeah, everything I think I gotta, up, I'll listen, you know. Listen, I'm gonna make you a speaker because Amanda's coming. I'm gonna make a point. Let me let me make you a speaker. Hold on, bro. Yeah, sure thing. Okay, I press that, then invite to speak. So there you go, yeah, brother. Good. Yeah. Let, let me um and let me invite Amanda, then I'll then I'll I'll carry on with some thoughts I have. I'd like to get the callers in as soon as possible. So that way they're not, you know, just hanging and hanging, you know. Hey, sister, how are you? Good morning. Good morning. Yeah. Is there something you'd like to add? Uh, or did you just come in? Would you like uh, well, Loki and I? I'd like, you to let you, I'd like to let you finish your conversation with Loki, and then I'd like to have the floor for a moment, if that's all right. Sure. Of course, of course. Yeah, I'd like to listen in for a while, too, when I call in so I know what what we're talking about. So I appreciate that, Amanda. Um, okay, Loki. Back to Loki. Come on in, Loki. <laughs> I feel like I'm, I'm there. You <laughs> hey, brother, where'd you get that name? I mean, I know you got the name from the parents, but is that a, a, a Danish or Swedish name? I've never heard it before. 
Yeah, it's it's the same, you know, father named me after that god or whatever, but, you know, he was American, and he just read, he read a lot of comic books, and the Marvel comic books had the, had the storyline with the Norse gods as characters, you know, so that's where it comes from. Cool, cool. Yeah, so, um, to be honest with you, I'm having a little senior moment here. I lost my train of thought. Go ahead, take it, take it. Give us give us some good Lokiisms. What do you got? Sounds like you got your kids in the background earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to cook, and you know, son's he wants to he wants to snack more, but I just you know I gave in. So we'll be ready later. But uh, so what do you mean by Lokiisms? Well, I mean that you have some wisdom to share with us, and I, I appreciate it. I call, I'll call them Lokiisms. In other words, you drop some truth bombs and help me understand. Um, you know, I as I said, I went to a Votech high school where half the school year you're studying a trade, and then when I went to college, I studied uh, resource economics. So I don't have, I'm not, you know, steeped in history like you are, you and Thomas and some of the guys. So I appreciate hearing how we could put things into context about these insane, you know, elite stooges and how it is a replay and how um, they are generational families and how far back can we trace that? And who's, who are the puppeteers and how does that play through our politics, our geopolitical system? You know what I mean? Um, so that's why I, I really appreciate the history you have. And let me let me say you mentioned you grew up with this, right? You were saying about your parents and yeah, yeah. They, they were yeah they were just into you know other another group another culture. They have another way of thinking, and it's kind of weird. So I kind of uh, when I was young, I had I had their way of thinking. You know, just like as someone that grows up Christian has a Christian way of thinking, you know, as their, as their default. So I, I thought this way for a long time. And so mm-hmm. when I actually kind of discovered Christianity, cause I was really like, my parents, t- you know, taught me when I was young to not trust Christianity. And like, you know, that's, I took it literally, but, 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 um, what, but, you know, the issue that, that was there was that they took it literally and taught me to take it literally and what they, what they, you know, I guess underneath what they should have meant or the other layer that they should have told me was to not trust other people's interpretation of Christianity. You gotta, you gotta, you know, read these scriptures yourself. And even more than that, like everyone has a journey in life where they have to, they have to go. It's an internal journey. You kind of, you wrestle with who the hell you are, what the hell you're doing with yourself, what the hell you're doing here and all these kind of things in it. It's, it's yeah, it's something no priest can do it for you. Your parents can't do it for you. Nobody can like the the real internal work. Nobody can do that for you. You have to do it for yourself, and you got to find a, a a good reason to do it for yourself. Otherwise, it's just it's you know not the it's not the easiest journey, you know, because it's because it's constant, you know. Yeah, well, there's a saying. I use a christian reference because i was brought up catholic that so that's my reference you know my framework but there's a saying of course we're closest to god when we're on one knee you know what i mean something knocks our ego and we are on one knee in pain and asking for help that's when we have an opportunity to open up and uh and 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 so yeah 
you know, that's it's stated in many ways. Definitely, there's definitely something to be said about the ego, and and Buddhist, Buddhist, some Buddhists say that the ego is like salt. You know, if you just pour salt in your food, it's gonna taste horrible, and you won't taste. It won't be anything else. It's like it'll be inedible. But you know, if you have just the correct amount, it's you know, it's great. It's fine, and it's even necessary from time to time. But to yeah, the 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 heavier spaces you go to or the more universal and profound spaces you go into the less the less you know ego you can bring with you because it's a it's a burden you know it brings it it brings your mind back to to fearful thinking or you know or you know egocentric thinking and you can't hold these larger concepts that long they just fly out of your head exactly now I, I want to let everybody know, due to my uh, uh, device limitations or something, I've been, <clears throat> pardon me, my partner Shaw told me to keep things to an hour. And so I, I or within an hour, an hour and 10 minutes. So we have about, uh, looks like 15 minutes left. And, and then I can open another room, but I'm having some technical glitches here. So um, what I like to do is, is uh, you know earlier just to give Amanda a heads up, I was talking legal issues, uh, and Brady jumped in and we had a discussion. Um, and 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 I I mean I think some people can appreciate the legal arguments and statutes and knowledge that I learned over life, uh, hard knocks. And for some reason, some people think that that's uh, overwhelming, and perhaps I need to do a better job of making my arguments or my case or that maybe I have an ego here where I'm trying to flex legal muscle. That's not my agenda. But anyway, so that's kind of how the show opened, Amanda, just so you know, uh, the room. And uh, since it's so frustrating because, the you know, the 9-11 room I did went on for nearly seven hours and it was edited down to six plus. And it's nice to be able to just get on here and be natural and, and give people plenty of time to vocalize and everything. But then if I want to get it published, I'm having some difficulties. So, so Amanda, we've got about, um, burp, 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 what do we got? Maybe um, 14, 15 minutes here. Do you feel comfortable? Have you heard enough to kind of jump in? Do you have any questions? Because I hate to cut the room off and lose everybody and try and come back. You know how that, that never really works. You know what I mean? It's like when you have people here, you really want them to stay. So go ahead, Amanda. I'll be all ears. Maybe she's not ready. What do we got? Um, let me see. Let me go to I'm, what I'm going to do now is read off some of the, li uh, the live can chats. Can you hear me now? Oh, I can. Yeah, please, please. Yes, I can hear you. Go ahead, Amanda. I don't know what is going on with my stupid Bluetooth headphones. <clears throat> Excuse me. That's not the subject, though. That is not why I called in. I did catch some of the conversation with Brady and as a as an educator. I just, I, I felt you guys were not hearing each other. Like he was not hearing you, you were not hearing him. And one of the things that, that I heard when I was listening to both of you is that Brady was trying to tell you how, how he can receive the information best. Not everybody, because he can only speak for himself, right? And I think he sure. was trying to point you in a direction so that people could 
have a better sense of what it is that you're saying. And I kind of get his point about going into the details. So this is what I want to suggest, because I like listening to you. One, you have a beautiful voice. But two, you have a lot of interesting information that I don't know. So being aware of your context and your audience, like you were talking about the show where they like muted it for a minute or made it private or whatever, and then they like kick you out. Well, their format Mm -hmm. was such that if you had had the little one or two minute blurb, and then you can go into the detail, you said you went to college, right? So you know how to do, you know how with that concept of an outline and like do a little summary at the start so people know where you're going and then like plugging all in in all the details and then telling people where we were cuz i do think you have a lot of good information i think Brady's instinct was to try and help you get it out to more people not to criticize you but i don't know Brady's head either so so i'm not going to speak for him but that's what I was thinking in my head based on the conversation I was hearing. Because you do have a lot of good information. It's also hard to know, like when I come into a room that's titled like CT, USA Inc., Elite Criminal Stooges, I'm not expecting a law, a law course, a course in law. Like I, there's some stuff that you pick up, like I know an appellate court is for appeals. I don't need to have a super long description. So I kind of understand where Brady's coming from. If you can pare it down to at least like, here's the one minute. Now I'm going to give you the big, long detail situation. And I, and I think that, 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 um, it, again, it's coming from me because I won't speak for anyone else, but myself, it's coming from me from a place of, I like to learn new stuff and you've got lots of stuff to teach. And so being aware of how people are receiving it can help you maybe adjust so that you can get your point across more clearly. I, I do bad digressions yeah, as well. I digress like so far that I lose my train of thought, right? Disclaimers and digressions are the bane of the older brain, right? <laughs> Well, <laughs> that's part of having senior moments. I mean, you know, we're entitled to that, you know. But anyway, <laughs> we we are, but it, but it doesn't it doesn't build our credibility, is what I'm saying. <clears throat> so if we can avoid it, isn't it that much better? I think. But but again, yeah, I totally appreciate yeah, where sorry. you're coming from, and I'm going to give you the rest of your time to to talk about the law stuff that you were talking about. But truly, from a place of from a place of I care about you as a human being, the very little I know, and I know that you've got a lot of good information, and I think any feedback that people give you is probably coming from a place of, wow, this is really interesting. I wish there were a way that I could accommodate it into my brain more easily. Yeah, I, I think appreciate that's where the feedback, Amanda. People are coming from. Yeah, when it was Aaron I, I, Mate did Aaron Mate did a similar thing. He he was talking about don't use the names of the Rothschilds or whatever, where he was just trying to give you a, a critique to help you make a stronger case. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. I do. I appreciate that. Well, you know, I I, I can hear what you're saying, and um, I, it, it, it's interesting. It reminds me of when I took uh, algebra in high school. My algebra teacher would stand up there and, and talk in terms 
And of course, it was very familiar to him or trigonometry. That's what it was. And so for him, these were normal terms and he could talk and get in deep and rattle. And I got lost right away. And because I, I couldn't relate. And so I think that can be an issue, obviously, where, um, you know, that can be an issue when I'm talking about the legal things. I think briefly, the room that I was in, they they silenced, uh, they made it private, and they really wanted to know what my opinion was about the incident. And I wasn't willing to give them an opinion of the incident. And then when we got back, I was trying to describe the legal matters. I'm not here to weigh in on things. I don't have enough knowledge. I'm not there. I'm not in the civil proceedings. I'm not sitting in the jury. I'm just trying to talk about the legal uh, plaintiff, legal uh, motions and statutes, and then the defendants. That's the way I look at things. Um, and I'm not an Alex Jones fan. I only started tuning in recently when I saw on Telegram that he was doing some good work with some good uh, COVID doctors, when it, um, some good uh, groups, and that's how I got listening. And and so then it's all of a sudden this issue's up and it's in the civil court, so it's in the present. So I appreciate that, Amanda. And what I want to do is because um, I'm going to take Rudy, and Rudy, I just want you to know my um, friend who does the editing told me due to some uh, memory issues, either with my device or something happening with the app, that I need to keep it close to an hour. There's no hard break, but like an hour and six minutes or something. And we're at right now for, for, for about 56 minutes. And so I, I want to invite Rudy in and then Loki, and we can have some exchanges. I Boy, I hate to close the room and reopen it because, you know, I... I that breaks up everything. If I have to, I'll do that and see who's interested in, in coming back in the room. So let me take Rudy now. How you doing, brother? Hey, William. How you doing? All right. Talk to us, man. What do you got this morning? Well, I think this might be fitting of your show. So um, here we have a governor's race that's heating up between a certain doctor um, and he's... Um, running mate Matt Burke, an NFL ex-player. And so he's basically pushing to put the criminals back into prison. But then I read today that um, there's been a bunch of sort of white-collared people, um, about 48, if I remember correctly, that they were caught basically doing all kind of criminal stuff with about $240 million dollars. Uh, worth of PPP loans. So um, I was just wondering, what's your take? Um, do, do you think um, they'll go after that these people, or you think they'll just let them go? Do you think they'll put them put them in prison, like they will put the uh, poor people in prison? Uh, of course not. Are you kidding me? So we're talking about CARES Act loan. Is that what you're talking about? Uh, the PPP loans. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well. I tell you what, brother, I don't know what else to say other than we're run by a bunch of white collar criminals. I mean, they get away with whatever they want. Every time they bail themselves out, don't they? Whether it's the 2008 bankers or the banksters are too big to fail and the wolves of Wall Street, and then they retire with their bonuses. You know what I mean? Steve Mnuchin, the foreclosure king, becomes Trump's treasury secretary. What? And did Attorney General then... Uh, uh, 
Kamala Harris go after him? No. Yep. See, it, you know, it's an it's an oligarchy masquerading, in my opinion, as a corrupt duopoly, which I call a predatory, uh, rapaciously predatory criminal syndicate. Well, Do you follow those, me? Yep. These these the guys um, basically promising to put the prisoners back in prison. These guys yeah. are the criminals back in prison. These are the Republicans challenging the power. Uh, right now we have a Democrat. I'm, and I'm pretty convinced he's not going to do anything either about these people. And if he does anything, these are the smallest of fishes, you know. There's always Nancy Pelosi's husband. And I'm not really sure that they're going to go after him, after him either. Well, I think, be honest with you, in my opinion, nobody gets uh, into a federal uh, position in the House or Senate without being corrupt. I really don't think, or if they do get elected, they're quickly taught that if you don't toe the party line, we're going to primary you out if you're in the House two years hence. Do you follow me? We'll get rid of you. You know what I mean? And make sure we back somebody else. And if they're established and they're in there and they start fighting for, uh, you know, uh, by and for the people, I don't know, but I heard Jesse Ventura say, eh, well, you know, maybe they take him into a back room and show him those Sabruder tapes, you know, the Kennedy assassination. In other words, I think there's a real criminal mafia that runs this this USA Inc. And it starts at the top and it's, it pollutes all levels of politics. I mean, the the lobbying power of... So that's my, yes. uh, that's my piece of contribution. Thanks, man. Yeah, very good. Well, I concur. I, I think we kind of had a meeting of the minds there. Um, I mean, you have to remember, it was Obama. Uh, I'm trying to remember where they outlawed insider trading 2012. And then they, they behind, you know, closed doors before without us hearing, they made it. First, it was illegal. Then apparently it's not. We can see that happens all the time. Even if it is illegal, nothing happens to these people. You know what I mean? Who was it, Truman, who said, show me a politician who gets rich, I'll show you a crook, something of that nature, I think. So I think, I think we're run by a bunch of criminals. Sorry, ahead, legalized insider trading for, for people that are like Congress people and senators and stuff. Like, I think insider trading is still illegal for the, you know, for most of the population, but they made it legal for politicians somehow to do insider trading and not get punished. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. Also, they don't have to have the CARES Act. That's the other thing. They don't have to have Obamacare. They can have anything they want. You follow me? And yet they're, they're employees. They're servants. They're supposed to be servants to the people, right? Of buying for the people. Forget about it. We know how it is. And uh, we see this pollute, you know, the, the legislative, executive, and judicial branches, and even the fourth branch. We don't have an objective fourth branch uh, media that's for sure they're on it's 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 disgusting i don't I, you know i don't know what it's like in other countries where are you now loki where do you live um i've i'm in switzerland right now i've been here for four years do you think it's better there can you help to give me a little insight to what it's like um, around the world because i'm i grew up here you you know. a little better because the you know Switzerland does have a direct democracy, which is something people are you know petitioning for in the states, which you know is a good thing. You know it's a it's definitely a step up, you know for sure. But it's it's not perfect. It requires um, 
political engagement and they've kind of oversimplified the political engagement here because people like there's a lot of there's a lot of votes that people can participate in you know how like they have in local elections they have like um what do you call these petitions and the petitions get on ballots and and then you vote on them if if you want you know this law to pass to like to legalize marijuana or you know legalize this or that or criminalize this or that or put money here for for this purpose they they it's like that but for the whole country you know they do these kind of things you know for for you know on more levels and and also there's a instead of having one president there's a council of like seven of seven like representatives from like different different like political persuasions so like the power is not as concentrated and people kind of have more common sense and they can kind of get stuff done but they're still like you know capture they're still captured by a lot of these corporations like all the the big pharma giants are here all the banking giants are here look you know nestle's here they're pieces of crap you know so there's there's a lot of bullshit here but they don't they don't let these corporations run wild over here but they they don't say anything about them running wild in other countries and fucking up other people's economies and shit so wow that's that's interesting do you enjoy being there uh, uh, better than i know you grew up in california right yeah do you like it better where you are now overall the way the society is and the culture overall overall i do there's there's certain things i miss but um but you know there's a bit more respect i don't like my kids can walk to school you know, walk to school or walk to activities. I wouldn't let them do that in most places in the States. Um, I don't have to, I don't have to fear violence. I don't have to have, um, like, cause it happens, like if you're living in a, in major cities that are rough, like you develop, like, not that, not that to say that everybody becomes a gang member, but everybody develops a, a harder shell and everybody gets more suspicious of other people and stuff. And it's more like you can kind of be, you're quicker to be confrontational and everything. But over, over here, it's like people, it's weird. People actually do complain a lot here, though, but they have to almost do mental gymnastics to find shit to complain about because, you know, they're, it's like they don't have any other, you know, a lot of people just stay here their whole lives and they don't really have a, a reference point to how other people, you know, truly live and how how people like suffer for shit that's just like taking for granted. Like to them, to them, their system is like the air they breathe, you know, it's just there. So they don't, they're not so conscious this way unless they purposely have studied it or something. How is the, what's the police presence like and have you ever been involved in any court or anything, whether it's an arrest or a civil matter or probate or housing, what is, is there justice that, I mean, it's so corrupt here. It's just outrageous. Yeah. Um, so, what, I, that's a funny story. Before I came to Switzerland, I was, I was dealing with a legal matter with um, my landlord in Hawaii because, you know, they're basically a piece, they're pieces of crap. They were doing anything they're supposed to do. They didn't, Hire you're in, according to the stat states law. You're supposed to hire a representative or a company to manage your estates. If you don't live, if your main home isn't on the island, if you're living off island most of the year, which they did do, and so 
Yeah, they and and it was off grid place too. You know, of course, I expect a little bit of roughness off grid, but you know, it's just like I got a new baby in, and like the, my fucking water tanks like full, like full of like paint like like a bucket of paint basically wa- got washed into my water tank because they were fixing first the my my roof was leaking and then they and then they painted over the roof but they did it right before a rainstorm instead of oh, trying God. to see when a dry day would be and patching it up with with like some i don't know like some uh some like tar paper and some and some plywood or some just to stop it from leaking like they they weren't using their common sense. They tried to just do it all, and then yeah, basically my water supply was fouled, and and they're yeah, it was. And then from there, it just started one like just bullshit and bullshit after another, and eventually I had to I had to sue them. But this, but I think it's it's like this in Hawaii, and I think a lot of states is like that too. They, I you know, fucking legislatively, they they must. I don't know exactly who. Who petitioned the state to do it? But they make they make laws that limit the amount of money you can sue your landlord for when they fuck up, you know. So, and I'm not to say that, yeah, really. And I'm not into frivolous lawsuits, but I'm into, you know, the punishment matching the crime. But you know, I did manage to get something out of them. We had like a negotiator step in too. But the fucked up thing was the negotiator, you know, in private was telling me like, hey. You know, you you should just take whatever you can. You know, the judge judge isn't gonna go on your side. It never goes on on the side of the tenant. You know, da, da, da. He, they they were, they were really trying to like you know get me to think in a defeatist type of way. They were, they were really, and I'm like, I got the fucking law on my side. I should I showed them. I did my homework. I'm like, here's the statutes that yep. my fucking landlord broke. Here's the punishment. You know, for breaking the statutes, here's my evidence. You know, I had all the paper on the bam, bam. Like, what are you fucking talking about? You know, like, how can anybody say no to this? Hey, listen. So, how did that play out? Um, I I got some money out of them because they, like I said, they live off island. So I just pressured them because they they probably had to work or something when the next court date was. So I just, you know, I used. But you know, it was it was a bluff because actually I was moving to Switzerland, so uh, so I probably would have had to like stay behind or something while my family went ahead of me or something. I'd ha- it would be fucked up for me too. But you know, I just that I, we didn't tell them we were moving too. But you know, I I you know I bluffed them and I'm like, fine, you know, let's go to Portland and then because uh, they're trying, she was trying to like she was like because we kind of agreed on one amount for the settlement, and then she tried to lowball me and then. Or no, she went down by a little bit. I'm like, yeah, I'll take that little bit, whatever, of compromise. And then she really tried to lowball me, and then I'm like, okay. And then I just walked out, and then she said, okay. And she took she took out when I just left the room. So okay, so let me help me understand real quick. So so you're in housing court in Hawaii. So the court assigned you a a type of um, advocate. Were you low income? In other words, how did you get? It wasn't. It wasn't an advocate for me personally. It was okay. It was someone. It was like a. It was like a court mediator. I think oh, that's what it's mediator. called. Mediator. Okay. Yeah, it wasn't for me personally. It was for the both of us to try to make our case more speedy. You know, to expedite our case. So. Yeah, and it did. And she did her job. It expe- she expedited the case. Although I feel she was more on the landlord side than mine. 
But, you know, I used I used the tools I had in my bag. I got some money out of her. And also, most importantly, I didn't fucking pay rent to her. And she was actually having my neighbor come to my house, like, harassing me and shit, too. Because, you know, he he was he's kind of like, you know, he, he was like their lapdog a little bit, which I didn't know at the time. But, you know, that's what he became. And it was, yeah, it was a stressful situation for me. I commend you. And this is the point I was trying to make. That's, that's why I... I, I appreciate Amanda's feedback, and and I like to get into the weeds legally because this is what happens. Well, I went, I was in housing court twice, and boy, I, I don't want to take up a lot of time describing the details. Let me just say, I had to advocate for myself. Uh, state legal services, uh, the uh, uh, access to justice committee. I'm disabled, so I should have had all kinds of legal help. You know what I mean? And I was there, and none of those people came to my aid, according to statute. Yeah, it sucks when the, the people whose job it is to be basically public servants don't do their job as public servants. And it just shows that they're all fucking captured one way or the other. They all, you know, the system kind of, like, they, they back each other up. And then the people that are there for, you know, for regular people like us... They're hot. The hands are always tied somehow, you know? It's, it's really fucked up. Like, all the legal aid societies and these different institutions that help low-income people, like, they can only, like, they can only realistically give very a few people, like, a few of their clients the resources that they really need, and then the rest of them, like, get get the help that they, they, have, they have time for, because they're always understaffed, underfunded, fucking just, like, stressed the fuck out, and... And then the, all the, you know, the big time lawyers are just like, you know, they got every, they got everything they need. You know, they, they, it's been built that way. It's been bent and twisted into the system that it is now you could say, but you know, but you could also say it's always, it's always been that way. It just kind of, I don't know. It just changed outward appearance. Maybe. I concur. Exactly. I've been brief and I'm not flexing legal muscle. I'm just trying to tell you my experience. That's exactly what happened. Even Connecticut Legal Rights Project, which is supposed to represent the disabled in housing matters that exist for me today, disability. So you got federally funded Disability Rights Connecticut, state funded Connecticut Legal Rights Project. Let me tell you something. It, they got a huge staff up at Disability Rights, like 15 people. And I said, my cases are emblematic. If you take my cases and you know, we have some legal precedent set in court. It'll help everybody. You know, my cases are emblematic, you know. And the, the, the woman I was talking to, Jennifer Jenkins, says, I talked to our attorneys too much, too much, too much. I'm going to write you a letter to send to the DOJ Civil Rights Disability Unit. I'm like, you're federally funded. If you're not willing to help me, I'm, who the hell? You think they're going to step in from Washington in this matter? That's never going to happen. And of course it didn't. They're responsible, but this did a civil rights disability unit in Washington was we get thousands of complaints a year. You hear this over and over again, brother. We can't possibly handle them all. We're not saying you don't have a case, but unless it involves like for a disabled person, like police abuse, like where you get beaten, I don't know what the parameters are. You know what I mean? Right. You're on you know? death's door, yeah. Unless you're yeah. on death's door, you're not gonna get help. <laughs> Exactly. I'm like, are you kidding me? I mean, wait, wait a minute. 
why did why did Jennifer Jenkins refer me to you people? Well, talk to a local attorney. Yeah, try that one when you're indigent, you know, and you're going up against you know big power. Like I was yeah. trying to go up against law firms I sued, the Catholic Church I wrote a lawsuit to sue. Um, of course, when you're dis indigent, you get fee waivers if you're 120 percent of the poverty level or less. And so they, I, I just kept litigating, and so. You know, you guys heard most of the story before. You know, I don't need to go into it again. But not one agency. In fact, bro, the Access to Justice Commission, which should have has get this, they have a pro bono working group for the disabled, meaning they have lawyers with the um, Center for Family Justice. Or should have assigned me attorneys. You know what they said, brother? We're busy. We're yeah. too busy. You're too busy for two years. They were too busy. You know what they do now? They block my calls. I'm like, what the frick? You know, the whole system is set up. The attorney general's office, talking about the criminal, the consumer constituent affairs, Sandy Arenas. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. The parties will not enter into our mediated process. The, the method is where, where I found the best success is just like, Whoever I'm, you know, going against legally, just just understanding, you know, who I'm going against and, you know, not necessarily using the legal system. But like you said, with my landlords, I freaking I, I leveraged the fact that, you know, they that they they couldn't afford to to be on that island the whole time. You know, I I leveraged facts from facts from their personal life to like put pressure on them into settling. So it's not even like legally I was completely right, but that's not what won me the thing. So I almost had to play dirty to win in a way. You know what I mean? Well, you, you see, you I make a good right. point. I want to commend you because you have to have gain your knowledge, do your homework. This is what I say to people when I, when I was on Jenny Hatch show and I tried to give them the resources and the references, I'm not trying to flex legal muscle. I'm trying to help people. Here's what, here's, the references. Here's what I did. Here's what you can do. And you have to leverage a court with knowledge, with, you know, the, the lawyers are happy to railroad you and the judges, trust me, because they're part of the big club, then we ain't in it, right? Like George Carlin says, we're all part of the American Bar Association local chapter. They golf together, you know, they have Christmas parties together, you know, the local chapter of the American Bar Association. It's yeah. you against them. And and so what happens is you have to play their game, meaning you have to leverage them back. Costs money to be in court. Not for me, but for them. So file lawsuits, file subpoena requests, file motions. You want to play the game? I'll paper snow you. You follow me? I'll make it so expensive for you that you know, it doesn't cost me anything because I'm the indigent pro se litigant. Do you follow me? So that's, yeah. that's, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely one of their go-to techniques is just to, especially when they're in the wrong, is to just litigate the hell out of something and drag you through the mud and yeah. waste all your money until you give up, you know? Yeah, that's what they do. And they, they got the money. If they're representing a powerful person that, who has the money, and they're a powerful law firm, first of all, if they're like a two or three generation law firm up against you, the deck is totally stacked. The only reason they got that uh, longevity and that power in the court is 
because it's corrupt. You follow me? And obviously, yep. we see what happens. Um, George Collins, uh, who owns America, is is I think uh, right on point. And uh, of course, Lenny Bruce had his satire of. And look, they arrested Lenny Bruce, I think, four times just for stating the truth back in the day. Didn't George Carlin get arrested a couple times? I'm trying to remember. Somebody I, can... I, I don't know those. Like, I, I've seen a lot of uh, George Carlin comedy-wise, but I didn't research too much into his uh, biographical life. But I wouldn't be surprised at all because George Carlin had zero filter, especially about, you know, like, you know, the elite and the powerful. He didn't give a, <laughs> he didn't give a fuck, you know? It's, yeah. He's lucky he didn't end up assassinated. You know what I mean? I think because it's interesting, isn't it? Consider this, everybody. You know, I'm not going to worry about trying to record uh, and post this. Uh, however long it goes, it goes, because we're having a good exchange, and I hate to cut it off. Uh, you know, if, 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 if yeah. Shaw manages to pare it down and edit it, fine. If we can't, who cares? Uh, we're live. So, but Just I mean. Put in the two shows if you have to. Just make this one into two. That, no. That's fine as well. The pro can the problem he tells me is that he's he was unable he didn't know if the app had limitations but on the long shows they wouldn't even allow him to get to the stage where he can edit it I said can't you split into two shows the problem is he's operating from uh, Texas on his devices and we're this is a co co anchor show you know he's doing the electric electronic part I'm a freaking you know what do you call that? Uh, you know, uh, IT for dummies is what I need. You know what I mean? Um, at 62, didn't grow up with this stuff and never really did pick it up. And so when I do it from my phone, because he tells me the issue is the limited memory in the phone, yada, yada. So if he, let's just keep talking. If he manages to get it published, fine. If not, it's, it's we're, we're here for one another. You do know, you have, but the, can you access your, the, your SD card? Like, can you pop it out of your phone? You While know? we're talking, you mean? Or not right now. I mean, oh. in general, you, is it accessible to you? Because some phones, you can't, like, access everything. Like, you can't yeah, even take out a, the battery anymore. I can't take out the battery, but there's a tray I can use a little tool and, okay. and, and open, yeah. Well, well, since now you're you're making a show, you should think about at least investing, like, in a larger storage or, like, a bigger micro SD card. Get, like, a 100 gig or or what, 128 gig, that's what they make, and the, or, you know, something around there and, you know, replace whatever you have in there. Or maybe you already have 128 gig and you just need to, you know, just back up all your old photos and videos and stuff to your computer. But that, that's a good that idea. Too, yeah, these two things would help you in this situation. Yeah, I don't think I, you know, I don't, I, I don't have a memory card in the phone right now. It's what's it got, 32 gigs of, internal memory or something oh, that's it okay Sorry, pick yeah. up a card then you'll be yeah then that's the solution and i'll just straight up grab a card you sound like you don't even need to back up your photos out if you it's only like you know 32 gigs so if you yeah you can grab like 128 gig micro sd card stick that in your phone and then you can back everything to your sd card and and uh there might be somewhere in the set i don't i haven't like i said i haven't published or made anything so but there could be, you know, settings in the phone where you can make sure that it always goes to the to the SD card instead of your local storage when when you're saving from this app. Very good, very good. So thanks for that uh, IT advice. Uh, you know, I don't have any kids or grandkids to to teach me all this stuff. You know, I have a big disadvantage. Uh, anyway, so I uh, appreciate that. Um, uh, so I know Brady wanted to talk again. So how about we invite him to talk, see what he has to say. I see there's, 
something going on here that I'm not going to comment on in the live chat. So let's get Brady back here. Okay, Brady. Yeah, don't worry, man. I'm not going to comment on it either. I'll, I'll, I'll let the man speak for himself as soon as he's ready. Um, okay. So uh, I was going to bring up how much progress I've actually been having with these new crazy right wing people on the right. Okay. Um, we actually get along well, you know, like uh, they're easier to talk to in a lot of instances than some of my fellow sort of liberals or synthetic liberals, as we like to call them. And they're more open-minded to things like psychedelics. They're interested in it. Um, they're interested in farming and gardening. They actually think these are pertinent, germane topics. I think it's pretty cool. Um, so yeah, they invited me back to the show today, actually. So I'm invited on their show, believe it or not. I've never been invited. I think Andrew is the only lefty to ever invite me on his show. And you, William, of course. Thank you very much. Tip of the hat to William for inviting everyone, always platforming anyone on his show. And uh, I just encourage my fellow lefties to go out and have conversations with people who you disagree with. It's been incredibly productive. Um, and I'm really looking forward to seeing what happens. What, and I'm, I'm interested in William, I was gonna ask you this morning, what have your experiences been in those rooms starting with the first time you walked into one of those conservative Donald worshiper rooms? Well, um, you know, uh... Again, I, to restate for those who who came in, Brady and I talked a little about this. I the first thing I brought up was the discussing the AJ civil litigation based strictly on a legal uh, lens, which is I've had some experience with, and and I think what happened they actually moved it to private to try and get my opinion, and what I was trying to say was. Here are the legal arguments, and that's what I'm willing to comment on. I'm I'm not in the jury. I'm not seeing all the evidence. There's no way, and I'm not I'm not the kind of person who wants to form an opinion based on, you know, what I'm catching on media, uh, what I happened to research, what I learned, what I didn't learn, you know. And so I was trying to make some legal case, but I think what happened was in brief that the two things I was making a point on, I think. They interpreted it that I was making a case for the plaintiff's lawyers by citing the potential legal actions they can now take, you see? And so that wasn't, I was trying to start with that and go to other layers. But that apparently, my interpretation of it is like Brady and I talked in the appellates, simply the plaintiff's counsel can use a cap buster to break the $750,000 cap in Texas on defamation. The other thing that, that can happen here in Connecticut, since defamation, there is limited to legal fees by the attorneys and court costs, They're, the plaintiff's counsel can attempt to motion in the Connecticut Unfair Trade Practices Act to break that, uh, work around that cap. Now, what those, that all means and how that's relevant, I wanted to get to. But I think what set them off was, again, they, they, what they did was they said, hold on a minute. You're private now. What's your opinion? And I'm like, well, I want to make my legal arguments, and then we can later talk about you know, what I might perceive based on what's happening. But they didn't want any of that. They put me back public, and they just said, too much, too complicated. Um, thank you very much, and that was it. 
So I don't think I had more than a minute. Maybe I didn't time it, right? It may have been a couple minutes. I just was, I mean, I, I have to appreciate the guys in Colin with all the different rooms and they give me lots of time to speak, whether we're talking about COVID and, and so I have an opportunity. They yeah, didn't want to hear it. After I left your room, I went into one of their rooms and I talked to them about you and they mentioned that they really appreciated all of your legal insight and that it was just like too much for right then and there. And like, they'd have to catch it up another time. It's not necessarily what everyone wants to hear, you know, but there were some people there that definitely appreciated everything you had to say. No oh, well, that. thank you. I appreciate, you know, the bottom and line is, man, I, hey, I appreciate you. I got to say thank you because you're representative of kind of the left or the center, or, you know, like the more of a logical kind of cool, non-toxic human, you know, I don't, however you want to label it, dude. Um, I consider you a good, a good man. And so it's good to see you make some positive progress with crazy people, you know? Um, so I appreciate your work. Well, thank you, Brady. I think it's important. First of all, we have to build bridges be amongst yeah. one another because I here's how I see it, Brady. And this may sound like cartoonish, but I just have to say, I think we got a bunch of evil monsters ruling the world, for lack of a better word. And I could quote the Gospels, you know, and, and that I think validates that. But let's just say, I think we got a bunch of evil monsters, greedy, evil, like a lot of verbs I can use. Um, let's use the Gospels just for snakes, hypocrites, brood of vipers. Matthew 23, the seven woes of hypocrites. You know, you know uh, what Jesus said at the time about the high priest and the lawyers, you know, basically uh, children of hell. I think that's who runs this world, okay? And Satan fell with one-third the angels. You know, I put things into the, that context because that's how I grew up. I'm not saying it's the only way. I don't think God has a brand name. Do you know what I mean? But anyway, the point I'm trying to make is we all use contextual references. So we got a bunch of mad maniacs greedy, mad maniacs who don't give a rat's ass about us, in my opinion. And so so they want to divide us into left, right, you know, red pill, blue check, because if we fight with one another, then it takes the focus off of them. Do you follow me? And oh so God, all this fucking infighting, it happens on the on their side, too. It's not just the left yeah. infighting, oh, yeah. it's from infighting. And on one positive note, I'll say that infighting is basically between cool, um, normal, I guess, intelligent people who are concerned for, you know, other people besides themselves. And then you have NPCs who want to hear themselves talk and fucking, um, you know, feel self-righteous and important without actually doing any work, you know. Um, yeah. So we got the similar issue on both sides. Yeah, well, I think it's important. For example, okay, here, here's one. Consider this. There's a lot of argument whether global warming is happening or not, right? So yeah. what, we, what we can agree on is pollution's a real problem. I think we could all agree on that, whether it's water pollution, air pollution, pollution of our food. So my exactly. suggestion is – go ahead. So I'm, just backing you, I'm just like amping you up, man. I'm just like, yeah, man, that's you're, you're exactly right. That's one right. way that we can totally work together. Even if we disagree on one little thing, like we all agree, we all want cleaner air and cleaner water at the end of the day. Yeah, and cl cleaner food. We don't need our food being poisoned like this, you know? Um, yeah. for, those, for those of you who don't know, real quick, obviously glyphosate's is in Roundup and it destroys your gut bacteria where all your enzymes and I don't know the science, but your immune system is very important to have a good, you know, 
balance in your gut of good bacteria and such. And the glyphosate wreaks havoc on that. And so, you know, if we're talking about anything, coronavirus or arteriviruses, you pick one. We got to start with like the foundation of our bodies, right? And then if we're putting in food that's poisoning that system, then it doesn't matter what we do. Do you follow me? It's got, you know what I mean? So I think we could all agree on that. I think we can reach across the aisle and say, hey, listen, you know, uh, you know, by eating organic and people are like, ah, oh, that's foo-foo. No, no, no. These these pesticides, that's a whole nother thing. I think there was a recent study. I got to research it. Was it out of Idaho, like a 20-year study? The cancer rates decade over decade are climbing exponentially. Especially in those one? areas where they're farming, especially in those farming areas. The farmers are succumbing to all kinds of cancer. Yeah, and obviously they're hardworking people. You know, the other thing you have is the farm workers, and they're sprayed on while they're working by aerial, you know, means, and then or big tractors spraying next to them. It's crazy. It's crazy shit. Treated like slavery. They're treated like modern day slaves. They're paid very, very little. I even heard a story that there were young children as young as twelve and thirteen working on a U.S. congressman's tobacco farm. Yeah, being to nicotine before they're old enough to purchase it. Fucking disgusting. That was a yeah, Colbert in, report, actually. I lived in Southern California for 23 years, and I worked construction. And I was in Santa Barbara and then worked my way down to Escondido, where I lived uh, for about half of that. And so I was in and out of construction sites, heavy equipment uh, sites, uh, started as a laborer, worked my way up to an operator. And what I saw in the Southern California area was all the American companies had foremen that knew the pipeline on how to bring in the undocumented with fake papers. It happened every time, even on federal sites where I ended up, truth be told, even Camp Pendleton. And so they, as long as they had the fake papers, you know what I mean? They can get through. And so this is what happened. But... The flip side of that is not so much on the federal sites, but on the other construction sites, then we wouldn't get our breaks and they work us through it. Now for me, I'm in the cab and it's air conditioned, but still, you know, you're entitled to your break. And if most companies, if they don't give you your morning break or they want to take away your breaks, we'll say, we're going to extend the lunch to an hour. In other words, you're going to get the time. It's just, we don't want to break it up. You follow me? No. A lot of these companies in Southern California, they're like, well, maybe you don't, we're not going to work out with us. I'm like, yeah, because I'm not going to stand for this crap. So we report to the labor board and, oh, we got cut back on staff. You always hear this over and over again. Loki and I were talking about this. We're shorthanded. We got cut back on our funds. We don't have anybody to go out in the field. That's bullshit. Do you follow me? And so everybody suffers. And who profits? The American corporate freaking predatory class. Do you follow me? And this is all the, this is it. You know, and it's systemic, systematic. I know I'm singing to the choir. So there to four, you know, we need to come together, I think, find common ground. We can, we're going to have our differences, but find something in common. We can start to see one another as humans, like maybe it's the mushrooms for you. They're into psychedelics, whatever, and you reach a common ground. When I talk to you about mushrooms, I like talking about, um, what's the word again, mycologists and how they use it in medicine and in environmental remediation there's all kinds of things that mushrooms are fascinating what they could be used for even digesting petrochemicals plastics i don't know why this science isn't being used but and obviously uh you know 
to increase natural killer cell activity and reduce infl inflama inflammation and, and uh, you know, great for all kinds of things. So, but yet, of course, that doesn't profit big pharma that can't patent it. And so, so we can reach across the aisle and say, hey, listen, there's other ways to do things. You know, we're, we're, we're all being propagandized, right? And we're all suffering. And so I think that, um, you know, that's, that's definitely an avenue. So it looks like Brady dropped off or he decided to do something else. So I appreciate his feedback and coming in that way. Okay, Loki. Well, look at, um, I appreciate everybody in the audience. And I'm going to try to, by ending this room out of one hour and 30 minutes, and hopefully then Shaw, who does the editing and publishing, can get it done. He tells me to keep it, you know, close to an hour, but we haven't really, the first 9-11 thing we did was almost seven hours. He was able to get it done using the same devices and connections we have. So I don't know if the app is creating some limitations, right. but yeah, I would, you know, I would give one piece of advice though. Not, you know, not, not as, I guess not as much as Brady had, but just one, one small thing is I guess you could cut off some of the meta information. So that's just like things that kind of refer to themselves. So so I know that you have these limitations because you have an editor who's been, you know, kind enough to offer his services to you. So but all you have to do is just say, you know, I'm ending it at this time, you know. You know, any further explanation is more like it's it's great that you explain it and maybe explain it the first two or three shows, that's cool, but then after that you just say, "Hey, it's time for it to end." It's on you know 45 it's it's like you know being a being a parent i guess a little bit because like sometimes the first couple times to your kids you explain it to them this is the reasoning this is why we have to do that but then you know after a while you know after a while it's just like hey it's time for this you know do it bam you know you know what i mean like you talk you have to talk to your kids a different way after after repeating something the same you know for a while yeah in other words don't explain why i need to end it while i'm eating up <laughs> You're shooting yourself in the foot a little bit that way. Yeah. Just a little bit. Well, I think we're going to be okay. Cause we're around an hour and a half and hopefully it'll work out. If not, we'll talk again. So thank you so much, everybody for coming in. And, and I really look forward to doing more of this and Loki uh, uh, and everybody, cause th this is so important. And uh, you know, but we have this open dialogue and Hey, we're human. It's okay to, yeah, you know, obviously they argue. I mean, that's that's we're human, and to disagree, and then come back and say, "Hey, you know, I reconsidered." Or so good, all good. Thank Loki. God bless. Thank you so much, everybody. And I'm gonna. This is the um, People's Corner from Corrupticate, the unconstitutional state, formerly the Italian stallion, much too big and fat. Now I'm the Italian Clydesdale. So uh, have a great day and Namaste. Over and out. Take it easy. All right, bro. You too.